0: I, so
1: for a class assignment, this is actually the same class assignment that I was doing the broadcasting for. Mm-hmm. But we had to look up like some sad, uh, some sad news, and then some happy news. And like the happy story that I chose was this: the Chicago woman. She went skydiving at 104 years old, which My breaks the world record for that. Right. Of course. But um, I I didn't really like what she said when she like. <laughs> Hip, when she landed at the bottom, you know, she, you want to know what she said? Her, what, her, what she her grand, her grand accomplishment claim. She said age is just a number, which I can agree with to a certain extent. But, um, like, like for old, for like being old, you can do, you can accomplish a lot of things. Um, I don't like it when pedophiles say it though. <laughs> I. You know what I mean?
0: Jeremy, I, I I knew where you were going with that, my friend. <laughs> yeah, <so laughs> age is age is just a number. Unless that
1: age is under eighteen, then you should really start questioning yourself. Yeah, and like that—that's like the the grand the grand thing that she said. So I have to put it into the news story, and I'm like, I feel kind of gross having to say it. Mm-hmm. But um, you know it, it. I know what she's trying to say. Um but boy oh boy I feel like it could definitely have been worded better. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Maybe not worded at all. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I just got some water. <laughs> it's okay. Gotta stay hydrated for this. Oh yeah, for sure. Let's roll that intro. Natty Wonders featuring Jeremy and Bryant. Listen, the man in the cave doesn't care who you look like. He's going to kill you anyway. I learned that I need to be captured and infants, apparently. Two of the best therapy sessions. you got B and d and heavy circles. Welcome back, everyone, to Natty Wonders. This is episode 21. I hope you guys are ready for this. This is going to be an excellent episode because, well, we have, some, we have something great planned. Brian, wh- wh- what do we What do we have planned for today?
0: Well, today we're going to be going through a bunch of hobbies and ranking how niche and nerdy they are. So we're basically going to be calling all of you guys out and ourselves, and we're going to have a little fun
1: along the way. Maybe you can find a new hobby, too, that you haven't heard of before. Heck, yeah, this is going to be, a, yeah, like you said, it's going to be a great list that we're putting together. So if you're looking for a new nerdy hobby to make some friends um yeah stick around i mean we got we're gonna be telling you which ones are like the sweatiest hobbies which ones um you should consider and which ones i'm also going to be considering as well uh joining Mm -hmm. are you ready for this but okay first off before we get into that do you want to start off with some Jim Talk slander? Because I'm really, really excited for this gym Talk slander. Let's
0: do it. I've seen the little like clips at the beginning, and I am ready to just toast on some of these guys. Jim Talk slander.
1: Wow. I am so excited. Okay, so first off, we have um we have someone that actually we uh I don't want to say slandered on the show before because we don't actually slander anyone we just give our opinions on on what they say um as, especially in fitness related stuff but first off we have this guy that loves making hot takes and these hot takes are ab- actually terrible or he's trying to give advice but they're actually just terrible advice um now i I don't want to mention the hand, the handle or anything, but you could probably figure out who this is. I, you know, I, I want to give credit where credit's due, but at the same time, if we're like making fun of someone, I don't really want to like blast them Mm -hmm. on the internet. You know what I mean? That's fair. Poke. We're going to be poking a little bit of fun at this, but yeah. Yeah. Again, he has quite a bit of followers, so I think he'll be just fine. Are you ready for it?
0: I am. Yeah. Let's listen.
1: Calluses are good. From my days without gloves, my hands started to become hard. But if you want rubber hands, then be my guest. It may not be instant, but the roughness oh, and pressure from lifting oh, can cause significant on. damage to your hands. This can lead to soreness, blisters, hmm. and even tearing. Significant in the skin. damage. Of course, the extra grip hmm. it gives you is nice, but just to prevent damage and maintain smooth and healthy hands, just what go get yourself a nice pair of gloves. Yeah, huh. Absolutely not. Hang on. Pause it right there. Yeah. What the crap?
0: No. No thanks. I, I don't think I will. First off,
1: for self, the way he was. I'm sorry. Okay, so um, you know, I'm not someone that likes to. I I don't make fun of people's forms. Like, if your form is pretty bad at the gym and whatnot, it's like, okay, whatever. Or like, maybe I'll help you out. Um, if if it looks like you're pretty new to the gym, um, but boy, oh, boy, um, this guy's form is very physics based very momentum miss Uh uh-huh. in a lot of ways yeah
0: okay wait so wait wait, 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 that... wait i i just saw that one where he's on the like the lat pull down machine and he's doing like what was that like a forward crunch or something
1: like what yeah, what no was that idea.
0: and he was only he only had like one like he only had 10 pounds on <laughs> that's all he had was in doing a forward like what is that
1: Maybe it's just it being sped up, but oh boy. Okay, anyway, pass that. What's what's wrong with this video? Um I guess he's not wrong. Okay, if you want your smooth rubbery hands, then that's cool. But I don't think I don't think the barbells and stuff have actually destroyed my hands. I don't think these calluses are actually like causing me any harm, you know yeah. what I mean?
0: Yeah, there's no like there's no nothing bad about having a callus on your hand. Like your your hands are intended to callus. That's why it does it instead of just like yeah. like f- completely damaging it permanently. You know, it's supposed to callus. It's supposed to do that as you get older and as you like doing things that require it. And it's just helpful for life in general too. Like th- are you going to be wearing gloves all the time? I mean, I guess if you are, that's fine. But you know, if you have to like go out and use a shovel or something, and you don't have calluses, you're gonna get blisters regardless, even if you wear gloves. So it's like, yeah. I don't know. I'd rather it. It makes more sense to me to just get the calluses, and then you have them, and your hands are stronger for like anything else that you need to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Okay, so first off, the comment section is pretty mean. I'm not gonna read any of these, but oh, yeah,
0: oh my gosh, um, yeah. I just,
1: <laughs> I just saw all of <laughs> they are. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow, Instagram users need to chill sometimes, I swear. But, um, I, this doesn't cause permanent damage. Yeah. Like you said, it doesn't cause permanent damage. Um, it's fine that your hands callous like that. It, they're supposed to do that, I feel like. Um, especially if, like, you're doing physical labor. It, 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 like he even said, it helps with the grip, especially. Um, and, yeah, this isn't going to cause permanent damage to your hands. Like, anyway, I don't know. That just kind of made me pretty mad. Um, we we talked about, when we last reviewed this guy's video, we talked about, like, this guy looks like he would... I just realized this guy looks like he would recommend lifting gloves, and we were right. Yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> we were 100% right. We were... Remember, he, guys. But he wasn't
0: were... He wasn't using them in the last video.
1: No, he wasn't. But, um... <laughs> Oh wait, hypocrite maybe? Hypocrite much? But anyway, I'm. I'm yeah, anyway. Um, but P- personal attacks so you, aside. Personal attack. Personal biases aside. Um, eat your lifting gloves. It's great protein and whatnot. A great leathery protein. Um. Yeah. The and um, when you hear stuff like that, um, maybe consider why are you listening to this? I uh. I'm gonna be honest. Anyway, calluses are not bad for you. Um, actually, you should be developing them. But uh, whatever. Anyway, we're gonna go on to the next one. This is by that Jim humor. Uh, usually this is. I don't. I don't want to say it's a free booting account, but it's like a meme account that usually uh has other people's posts, but they credit them most of the time. Mm-hmm. But uh. Do you want to read the caption for this one? This is not yeah. a video. This, is no, just a this
0: one's pretty simple, and I'm sure you've seen it online somewhere, but it's just funny. It oh,
1: yeah. says,
0: uh, when you walk in on the local high schoolers deadlifting, and it's like a dog taking a crap, but they've, like, edited. Like, <laughs> it's,
1: like, squatting.
0: Yeah, like... it's squatting, and so it's edited like a barbell, like he's deadlifting or something. He's got, like, a pompadour, like a stupid haircut, so, like a, a <laughs> super big earring, a camera in the background, like, taking a video of him with some C4 pre-workout. Yeah. And like just the cat, like a quotation that says, all you bro. But he's like, obviously got horrible form because he's a dog. He's not supposed to be deadlifting.
1: Yeah. My man's back is curved more than uh, his back is literally just
0: straight. (laughs) Like it's just parallel with the ground.
1: No, not his lower back. (laughs) Oh, that's
0: true. That's true. So, Oh my, I can't even imagine like what that would look like on a person. Like yeah, how, maybe how, because it's a dog. Well, I, yeah, I know, obviously.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding too, but um, yeah, one deadlifting 135 with terrible posture. Um, high schoolers, please do better. Although, actually, maybe this isn't completely false because, um, I, I don't want to say deadlift with bad posture, but doing stuff like zercher deadlifts, or or um. Or when you're standing on a plate and you do um, oh my gosh, what do you call it? Uh, this. Oh, uh, help me out, Brian. My uh, brain's crapping out. Mine is too. I lost, I lost too many brain cells at the gym today, man. <laughs> um, whatever it, it, the decline. I want to say, I think that's what it is. But um, pretty much like using more of your lower back is actually. It, is actually pretty good. It's at least for strengthening it. Uh especially UFC fighters are going to be using this a lot because, you know, they ha- they literally have to pick up people in in awkward positions. Like they don't have time when they're in a fight to to, you know, get their form proper, make sure their back is straight and then lift. I mean, no, you they have to go pure lower back strength. So maybe considering consider a uh doing lower back exercises all right and now here's the last one this one only has music and it's the napoleon meme are you are you ready for this one um yes i before we get started it just says uh this is someone's mom right it says says, i read about creatine online it's really bad for your kidneys (laughs) are you ready for this yeah let's do it are you taking it (laughs) <laughs> and then it says me five minutes in the bathroom, and it's Napoleon with Tren. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. also got to say that song yeah, is don't... fire. But <laughs> yeah, I might I might not like the French, but that's a pretty good song.
0: Bro, he's got some nice trend going on there.
1: <laughs> Creatine, bad for your kidneys, doing trend. <laughs> bad for everything. <laughs> okay, speaking speaking of which, I have a hot take, actually. Speaking of Napoleon, I don't think there's ever been a greater French person than Napoleon. Greater in what way? Like, like since Napoleon. I don't think there's ever been someone uh, that has been I see. a better French person than than Napoleon.
0: Fair. Yeah. I mean, he's left an indelible mark on society. That's true.
1: You know, maybe for worse or for better. Like, of course he's not perfect. I'm not saying he is, but (laughs) yeah, no one, no one has done anything ballsy in French since Napoleon. So boom, I, there, I said it.
0: Yeah. During world war two, half the French surrendered and fought against the rest of the French. That so was kind of hype.
1: Yeah, <laughs> kind of hype. Anyway, uh, history nerds out of the way. Um, let's let's go on to the actual meat of this episode. The 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 freaking niche tier list, niche nerd tier list, nerdy niche tier list.
0: Right, Are you ready do- for this? Yes, sir. I am.
1: Alright, uh, how many of these d- do you know? Like, we, we have a pretty good list here, about, like, 10 to 12. Like, how many do you, would you say you know? Or, like, what? Um, how many are, are you not too familiar with? I'd
0: say I'm familiar with most of them. There's, like, probably three or four on here that I don't know about. Um, but I'm assuming you will clue me in.
1: Exactly. So, the way we're gonna be ranking these, we're gonna be ranking this on how expensive it is to get into this hobby, how sweaty this hobby is, sweaty as in like how die hard and uh, yeah, you know sweaty, how sweaty yeah, how sweaty this is, and um how how mainstream or niche this this topic is, so right so like 10 would be like oh this is super niche um and then like 1 is like okay this is mainstream as heck does that make sense yeah yeah all right so let's start off with warhammer 40k um this is actually something that I have been wanting to get into I've I actually have a friend that invited me to play warhammer he's got like four armies sheesh and he invited me to to play one round so i'm like all right i'd love to um i do know a lot of the lore of warhammer you know i know a lot of like the background behind the armies and like the jokes and like memes and whatnot um and it's it's honestly a really cool universe what do, what do you know about warhammer
0: i know because it's a tabletop right Similar to well, kind of similar to D, &D, except like sci fi, it's
1: it's a war game, yeah, yeah, it's a war game, purely war gamey.
0: Okay, yeah, I've seen um, like my roommates watch the cinematics on like the TV sometimes,
1: and so like they're really high, they're so sick, they're They're so cool,
0: but other than that, I don't know a ton about it, so
1: cool, um. Yeah, so pretty much all you got to know for this is that it's a super grim, dark world where I've heard it described like this. You've got like humanity, which are which are all pretty much like Nazis that are like killing all aliens fighting against Cthulhu, who wants to destroy everything. So it's like, all right, everyone's terrible in this world. But like, that's kind of the that's kind of the joy of it, where it's like, oh, I, I, I want to play an evil army or whatever. And, you know, it's that's pretty cool. It's pretty much just all space war, so it's it's pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie, yeah, um, lots of overpowered things in Warhammer that are just like, Oh my goodness, but like that's the joy of it, where it's like if everything's overpowered, nothing's overpowered kind of- me- mentality mm-hmm. um I'd say this is pretty sweaty, you know, pretty niche, also very expensive um because of the mini you need like minis mini figures for your armies and whatnot mm-hmm. and like some mini some armies require more mini figures than others so i honestly where would where would you scale this just by the limited knowledge that you know
0: yeah to be fair i don't know a ton um but i'd say so we're talking about expensiveness it seems like it's going to be pretty expensive more so than dnd and stuff because you can just like I guess you could also just kind of wing it with Warhammer, but it would probably make the game a lot harder to play. D and D, if you're just like drawing on a piece of paper, like that works. Um, so I'd say Warhammer's—I don't know—I I, I'm not going to give it a one out of ten on that. I'll let you do that. Um, but for nicheness, I'd say it's probably up there. You know, it's probably oh, like yeah. uh, like an eight. What do you think?
1: Oh yeah, I'd say I'd say for nicheness, for niche level. I'd say it's pretty high up there, like 8, 9, or 10, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but I'll stick with 8. Um, it, it's definitely not mainstream, I feel like. Although those cinematics, those fan that fan-made Astartes mm-hmm. shorts, those have gone pretty viral, and it's like made a, a lot of people get their interest peaked in that. Yeah, it's so, so Honestly, yeah, I'd say Warhammer is pretty niche still. So we'll put that at a solid 8. And then sweatiness, pretty sweaty. So yeah uh, eight all around. Yeah. Uh next up, do you want to introduce the Oh, next oh yes
0: I do. We got Pokemon. I would consider myself Pokemon. a little bit of a resident expert on Pokemon. Um oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Name all three thousand.
0: Oh uh, I could get pretty close, honestly.
1: <laughs> oh no.
0: Yeah. Um but anyway, yeah. So um Pokemon is just like if you don't know about it, I I don't know where you've been like where you've been. You've been under a rock or something. Everyone knows it's like Pikachu. Like it's really mainstream. I'd say it's probably yeah. like it's probably like a two. Maybe a three. Two for mainstream. Yeah. On the on the niche yeah. scale. So it's like between two I, and three. But like I, I, everyone's heard of it.
1: Yeah. I I would then also kind of bump it up a little bit just because the Pokemon trading card game because like some of those like people that build decks and like battle each other it's actually pretty fun. It's a cheaper version of Magic the Gathering which is up next, but it's a cheaper version of Magic the Gathering and it's it's mainstream. A lot of people can get into it. So I'd say yeah, I'd probably say it's like either 2 to 3. Yeah. On like the niche nerdy scale
0: i would honestly differentiate like pokemon games between pokemon like the card game because like video games mm. um the video games i'd say are like a solid two like anyone yeah. can get into those but i think the card game is more of a four just because it's like i don't know it's a step more towards the nerdy side you know, you have, I, to, agree. you have to go and purchase these cards. If you're building a deck, you know, you spend like 30, 40 bucks on a good deck. Um, you could spend a lot more, but that's a pretty solid deck. Uh, but the games, you know, they're, they're just fun. Anyone can play them. Like, no one's going to really bat an eye. Maybe for like a like 40-year-old man playing it, then yeah, that'd be kind of weird. But I don't know. Most people yeah. would be just okay with it. So it'd be like a two, I'd say. Expensiveness. Yeah. I, I... yeah
1: super cheap stuff super cheap I mean, yeah i, mean,
0: I would these definitely need are, are
1: pokemon cards
0: yeah i definitely recommend it for anyone that like wants to get into play if you're in it for like i don't know collectors stuff then yeah you'll you'll collect but don't think you're gonna like like for any of these card games like that have collectibleness don't like think you're getting into it to make money because that's uh
1: that's not the case Yep, you're definitely not gonna pull that rare Charizard. I'm sorry, I had to tell you that. Yeah. Okay. But uh, next up, we got Magic: The Gathering. Mm-hmm. Um, holy cow, Magic is pretty nerdy, I'd say. Yeah. Not pretty niche as well. Um, and it's actually really funny because there was a post on Reddit that was a Magic user trying to get into Pokemon, the the card game, and he was asking like, okay, well. I he, how, like what? How much can a hundred dollars get me for Pokemon cards? And everyone in the subreddit was like, "Are you kidding me, dude? You can like buy three decks with that much money, maybe even more." Mm. Or like with Magic the Gathering, a hundred bucks will get you just one deck. Yeah, and like that deck won't even be super duper good. Yeah, it's like congratulations, you you bought a Goblin deck, and now you're getting destroyed. <laughs> But I'd say that's this one's pretty niche. I don't think it's as niche as Warhammer. 40K. No. Yeah, I'd
0: Definitely put it not. like a 6 or a 7.
1: I Honestly, I'm probably willing to bump Warhammer up to a 9. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. So that Magic can be a 7.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, next up. You agree <laughs> with that? Have you yeah. ever played Magic?
0: Yeah, I have. I've played a few games. I don't own any cards, okay, yeah. but my friends have let me play with them.
1: Yeah, I just I just have one deck. It was a green red deck back in the day, okay. so I mean it was pretty good, but like Yeah, I've played with like nothing, white decks
0: and green decks, but nothing else.
1: Yeah, it's nothing compared to the today's cards, but yeah. Next up, this one is actually kinda outdated. I don't know why I this <laughs> one. This one's kinda funny. <laughs> 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 it's like <laughs> I haven't who the thought Frick plays with blabes. Play-
0: I haven't thought of Beyblades probably like 10 years.
1: Might as well have put Bakugan on there as well. Bakugan, bro! That.
0: Bakugan is so hype. But yeah, Dude, ba- I, Beyblades.
1: I don't have any of my Bakugans anymore.
0: Uh, it's so sad. They were so cool.
1: Yeah. But what were we saying about Beyblades?
0: Oh, it's just like. I feel like Beyblades back in the day. For a certain age range, they were like super mainstream. Like probably same as Pokemon, oh, maybe yeah. a little less, like like a like a three maybe.
1: Um all hundred percent.
0: But today, if you're still collecting Beyblades, like are there like underground Beyblade tournaments still? Like I feel like if Beyblades, if you're into it, you're gonna be super sweaty and it's gonna be super duper niche. Like like an eight oh, niche. Yeah.
1: Eight and nicheness, I'd agree. Maybe nine,
0: like it's super niche. Like who does who does that? It,
1: like if you're still collecting them. Yeah, today. if
0: you're still collecting them today, or you're like, like in tournaments and stuff for Beyblades. Like I don't think those. I don't know if they exist or not. What do you think?
1: I, I could not even tell you. I'm gonna be honest.
0: <laughs> yeah, but back in the day they were like a two or three, but today they're super
1: niche. Yeah. So, we're putting nine. If you're collecting them today, that's a nine.
0: You are. List. You're a little nerdy.
1: But two for back in the day. Yeah. Honestly, dude, just drop the Beyblades. blades. Yeah. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons. What do you think of Dungeons and Dragons?
0: You know, I feel like D&D is kind of like a good mid-range between niche and mainstream. Because it's the most mainstream yeah. of niche activities, right? So, it's like a solid it five. Really
1: so, yeah, five. It really
0: is. Cost to get into it? Sorry, go ahead. Go oh, it's ahead.
1: so cheap to get into it. Yeah. I, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, you don't have to so really cheap. buy anything. You could just borrow a book from somebody or like just <clears throat> legally download one um off the internet that you have purchased. <laughs> you know, legally, please. Legally, yeah. So um, like technically, it could be free to play. You just need to get is. like I guess a dice, but that's like 10 bucks, right?
1: Even even then, the one shot that we played, I didn't have any dice, so That's true. I literally just used the ones on online, like Google dice. Yeah, it worked just fine. Yeah, so I mean, hmm. get get a pair, get a set of dice, and then you're good, man. Like, yeah, it's super nice.
0: That might just be because we're nerds, and so we don't think D anD D super nerdy. But like, I don't know. I think it's a good thing,
1: I, especially with fifth edition. It's so. It's so player friendly. Yeah, right
0: now. like it's not it's hard like, to get into. It's like you just do whatever you want until the DM tells you to stop doing that.
1: Exactly. Um. So D and D, we're gonna rate that at a, at a five. It's not too sweaty. Uh, you actually can get some pretty attractive people playing D and D nowadays. So that's pretty. That's pretty good. <laughs> um. Next up, we've got Call of Cthulhu. This is a uh, this is actually a system that I've really enjoyed playing. Um Call of Cthulhu is a horror 1920s setting where you're private investigators or other professions. Um yeah, just fighting space alien monstrosities and eldritch horrors and unsolving and unsolving solving mysteries. Mm-hmm. Um have you ever played Call of Cthulhu before?
0: I never have, but it seems interesting.
1: It it's definitely a spookier setting for it, it's it's a good uh palate cleanser if you're playing d and a lot and you just want to do something new. Have like like your character is super weak, only has like 12 HP, like a gun will kill them. You're, the monsters you're fighting are terrifying, like they destroy your sanity. I mean, it's a fun game. So, uh, but I'd say this one's pretty niche, though. Uh, Definitely more niche than D&D. Definitely. Maybe a little more sweaty. Um, But also, not too expensive. Um, All you really need is just, you know, a set of dice. And uh, you just mainly need the, the percentile dice as well. And it's honestly not too hard to learn, so... Maybe, maybe you should get into it. Um, I'd say that one's probably going to hover around Magic the Gathering at around a 7. Yeah. You know, uh, next up, we have another system, Traveler. Traveler. Have you ever heard of Traveler?
0: I haven't. These are the two that I haven't heard of before.
1: Okay, so this is another tabletop RPG. Uh, I haven't actually played this one, but it's a space, can- it's a space setting where... You know, it's like it's it's similar to D and D and whatnot, and like Call of Cthulhu, but like the character creation, you actually like kind of role play out how your character is created, and like you kind of live their life before the adventure even starts. Which some people like, some people don't really like, but I mean, you get to fly spaceships and go to different planets, and um, you know, it's just I've heard it's pretty fun. Yeah, the settings are pretty fun.
0: I feel like that kind of setting Sorry to get off track, but like, I feel like that has Mm -hmm. so much potential to it, like traveling to different planets. Like you don't have to feel like you are locked into like this universe that you've created or like how things relate to one another. Like you can really, really get creative with it. And like, you don't have to really necessarily worry about overarching lore, just developing like an interesting planet. Right. Like, and I think that's kind of exactly. a, the, the two ends of uh, role-playing games.
1: Oh, 100%. So I'd say Traveler might be on the same niche level as Call of Cthulhu. Although I might bump up Traveler to a bit of an eight. Because I rarely see people ever play this. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I haven't heard um, of it. So it's it's got to be, not going to be super niche, but a little bit up there.
1: It's mm, honestly, it's probably because we a lot of people have heard of Warhammer 40k, but not a lot of people have heard of Traveler. So that's why I'd probably even say it would be a nine. Yeah. What do you think? I think you're right. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not too, too nerdy. Yeah, it's not too nerdy to creation.
0: Yeah, it's just like not not super sweaty. It's probably a similar vibe to D&D, but just like more nerdy more niche
1: it's like i i rarely see any traveler books at game stores yeah yeah um we're gonna get through most of these a little more quickly Mm -hmm. uh those are the tabletop rpgs and whatnot now we're gonna go into some pretty nerdy hobbies uh larping
0: oh jeremy
1: oh boy that's a
0: 10 for me bro (laughs)
1: it's pretty fetch and sweaty
0: (laughs) super sweaty super nerdy if you're larping like good on you but like don't talk to me
1: (laughs) okay hang on but here's the thing here's the thing what i think my larping character could be hecka aesthetic you know like fighting (laughs) all the other chums on the battlefield
0: only The only time I would ever LARP is if you gave me, like, just, like, a foam-padded sword and just let me go, like, to town on some of those guys. Just, like, beat the absolute snot out of them. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but, it, it, like, the, I feel like that, that would be fun to just, like, have a sword fight with, like, a bunch of foam swords, but, like, removing the, like, live-action role-playing part
1: of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like just, yeah. like
0: having like foam sword fights are just like super hype
1: you know i i feel like this could actually be pretty fun i see the enjoyment of it but when people are like getting into their their oc's head and they're like actually role-playing it okay that's when it's like uh this is getting a little weird but like if you just want to simulate like just a, a little skirmish in the park with foam swords i think that's pretty cool i'm not gonna lie i'd watch that I'd even participate. Yeah, you know what, Bryant? I don't care what you say, I'd participate in that.
0: <laughs> All right, Jeremy, this is but where we moment... diverge in our opinions.
1: <laughs> uh, but I will also say that's a 10 uh actually funny story. There is a LARPing group here uh in Idaho that Yeah, there's
0: also um, one here in Provo.
1: Oh boy. You know those those nerds? Uh, next up, um cosplay. Cosplaying. Um, I'm also gonna put this as at a ten.
0: Yeah. I think it depends on the context. Cause, like cosplaying can mean a lot of different things. If you're cosplaying to like for Halloween to a con and you make like a cool or, costume, bad. it's like, yeah, that's like an eight. But if you're going to like Comic Con and you like just make this like super sweaty, like cool um, Costume like that's cool, but also super duper nerdy, you know,
1: yeah, it's like a lot of people don't just go into cosplay. there has to be another gateway drug that gets you in the cosplay, and I yeah. feel like larping might be one of those Definitely. I mean well, okay, actually i feel like it's first d and d, then some it's... kind of easy
0: to get into role playing thing.
1: Oh, I, I, I think, I think I found out the, the gateway drug, uh, cycle. It's Steven universe. Oh, hundred percent. Then dungeons and dragons. pause play. And then next thing you know, you're LARPing.
0: <laughs> I think that's true. That's a good progression.
1: So, um, cosplay. play. I put that at a 10. It's. Even when you go to Comic Con and there's like a ton of people there, like cosplaying and whatnot, it's still not that many people. Um, so yeah, next up, oh boy, I've got strong opinions on this one, but Marvel what, one, what, it's a that one, like Marvel. It's a one that you used to be super niche and nerdy to like the comic books, yeah, and even today, like. People will still read the comic books and whatnot, but like at this point, it's so mainstream, it's so just overdone for clearly just for money, in my opinion. Like everyone, yeah. like Disney, especially just wants money from it. So it's like, okay, well, it's a one, it's 100%. a one for me, chief.
0: I, yeah, I think enough said. Um,
1: yeah, next up, Star Wars. Um, I'd say. Okay, honestly, I think this is higher than Marvel. I think so
0: wide. too. I think you're right. I'd say it's not super niche. Um, if we put Pokemon at a two, I'd say Star Wars is at a two as well. Maybe like a one point five.
1: Um,
0: what? Because ca- I, I feel because like
1: there's actually a lot of people.
0: Well, I know, people but
1: don't know anything about Star Wars.
0: I know, but they've heard of it. It's like the same thing as like Pokemon. Like most people don't know anything about Pokemon, but they've heard of Pikachu before like you might not know a lot about star wars yeah like (laughs) you know who darth vader is like that's all that you really need to know right that so that's kind of my equivalency there maybe maybe pokemon and star wars can be a three um because i think they're about the same level but yeah i I, Mm. i think that they're pretty equivalent there
1: okay two or three for both of them yeah i don't know i i think also just like when you mentioned like oh all you gotta know is darth vader it's like okay yeah i guess you're right because the past movies have just always been about freaking anakin skywalker yeah by the way i love the character can we move on from that story please like i'm tired of this
0: yeah like this this the six movies were good right that was a lot but the six movies were good and then you get to like seven, eight, nine. And it's like, dog, we're we still rehashing like the same thing.
1: Yeah. And then it you got so sad.
0: like, and I, I I get it. Darth Vader sells. He's cool. He's a really cool character. And so like, you know, bring him back in Ahsoka, bring him back in, uh, in solo or not solo in, um, in Obi-Wan, bring him back in rebels and like all these ones. And it's like, it makes sense, but mm-hmm. yeah, I just wish
1: or Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni just cannot help himself at this point. Yeah, my man, my man is like wetting himself over Darth Vader over here. Anyway, that's that's enough Star Wars. Uh, next up, we got niche board games, and I'm not talking about like Monopoly or Catan. Okay, congrats, you get to play Catan. You're not special. I'm talking about games like. You go into a game shop and you're like, "Whoa, what the heck is this?" I'm talking about root. I'm talking about um um oh white uh co- What was it called? Uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking again. I lost brain cells today at the gym. <laughs> uh, make sure to breathe when you're doing your sets. You know, uh, I can only think of root right now. Uh, you just had them oh, on was, the board uh, i did space truckers yeah space truckers um or no it was called galactic truckers or something mm-hmm. like that um uh, yeah you know i'm talking about those kinds of games where it's like super niche um but like when you play it it's like oh yeah i i know what this is oh no there's another game called colon uh, colonists you know, it's like Catan, but like ten times bigger. I'm talking like Gloomhaven. There we go. Okay, now I'm thinking of all of in the, all of these games. But um, yeah, those are those are the board games. You know, I'd put this at a four because they're pretty expensive. They're not too sweaty. It's a, they're actually pretty enjoyable games. So I'd put that at like maybe a four.
0: Yeah, I feel like all board games just kind of rank underneath. Um, for nicheness, all the games that are more open-ended, like D and D and the other role-playing games, even if it is a role-playing game, if it can be contained, like within, uh, like a, a box where you use pieces mm-hmm. and money and stuff like that, then I feel like that is less niche, easier to get into than D and D, which is more open-ended.
1: Yeah, and if let let me just say, if like the the most niche game you played is Catan. Then you, I, I I, would say, I don't want to sound like I'm gatekeeping, but I will. I am sounding, I am going to gatekeep a little bit. Then you can't say that, oh, one of my hobbies is that I play board games. Congrats, you play Catan and that's about it. Uh, you know? <laughs> but, um, yeah. Next up, deck building games. Have you played? Have you played deck building games before? I've played. Let's see. Uh what's the
0: space one? Oh my gosh! Oh, Star Realms. Yeah, Star Realms. I played Star Realms. That one is high. Star Realms is so fun. Um. uh What else did I play? I played.
1: It, it oh, was what was like the Pirate game King or something thing. like that? That's not a deck building game. No, that's that's Skull King. That's not a deck building. Game. Right, okay.
0: I think the only one I played in is Star Realms. was Star Realms was so fun. It was just like oh, so yeah. hard to like figure out. But once you figured it out, like it was it got a lot easier. Like you could you could be really good at it, like at just beginning. I really enjoyed that. Part. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, deck building games I think they're solid. I've played a lot of them. I played um Dominion. Uh, star realms Arctic scavengers I mean like those ones are always so fun to play it's like pretty much build it, so first off you have everything to build a deck already there and the whole point of the game is building your deck to fight other people so you don't have to spend like so much money on like magic or Pokemon to build decks to fight people no it's it's the name of the game uh getting resources to then dan- in resources in game to build a stronger deck and there's a lot of replayability i mean that's that's what i love about these games how how niche do you think these ones are i i didn't want to put these under niche board games but i also didn't want to put these under like card games because i feel like this is a whole like separate yeah um, entity I feel like
0: these would be more niche than board games, but not significantly more niche. Like probably a five or a six. Um, Yeah. I'm not sure. Cause I I feel like they are, you know, it's kind of the ease of entry is still there, but Mm -hmm. it requires like, I think a lot more knowledge of how the game works and you can't just start playing and figure it out. Like, you, gotta you know have to how play multiple works. games. Yeah, like you, yeah, you gotta... gotta play
1: multiple games to figure it out. Yeah, definitely. I agree. So, would you say it was 5?
0: Yeah, I'd say it's a 5.
1: Alright. And then, last but not least, I forgot, this is another tabletop RPG, but Blades in the Dark. Oh boy.
0: I, I don't know about this one. You're gonna have to explain this one to me.
1: So... This is a So this is actually a pretty cool tabletop RPG uh, system, all about heists. Like, I mean, you are you're, you're you play as criminals or something that are like planning heists, uh, breaking into something, sneaking around, grabbing some grabbing something, and then getting out alive, right? And it's very role play heavy, I will say. And it's the lore is incredibly dense. I mean, it's similar to like. Um, if you've ever played Assassin's Creed syndicate where it's kind of that level of like, you have so many factions, but it's kind of that setting. Uh, it's a fantasy setting as well. Um, and like, there's a system with like clocks and timers and whatnot that just keep the action moving. I mean, it's a good system. Very niche though. I feel like Mm -hmm. Uh, very, very nerdy, uh, Especially if you get into the lore of it. And a lot of people don't know a lot about it, about it. I would I would rank this probably in the same category as Traveler at around 9. Just because like not a lot of people hear about it. Not a lot of people know about it. Uh, I don't know how sweaty this is. But probably pretty sweaty.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. That sounds like an interesting game though. Like I feel like there's a lot of stuff you can do with tabletop RPGs. And I feel like that's kind of hits a nail on the head with, like, what works. At least from my, like, first glance at it.
1: Oh, yeah. And then we also forgot to put down anime. Uh, real quick, where do you rank that?
0: It depends, dude. Anime is so broad. If you're watching, like, you know, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, like... Um, that's pretty niche. More, more mainstream. Well, yeah, that one is nicher. But I feel like it's... Um, it's popular enough but then again you get to like attack on titan or like vinland saga or uh things like that those are more acceptable to watch because they're just like tv shows like they're not yeah there's nothing like especially attack on titan and vinland saga too there's like nothing about it that makes it an anime except for the animation style and like that's like that's it right And so I feel like those would be less niche, like a six or a seven, but then you get to like Jojo's Bizarre Adventure or like Mob Psycho or things like that. You start getting into the eight range. Um, But then, you know, you get to like the super, super nerdy niche stuff. Um, Like if you're binge watching one piece or like, uh, like, Oh
1: my gosh. If you're, if you're Naruto
0: or Dragon Ball, that's a 10, like that's super niche, super kind of weird. I mean, I guess whatever power to you, but like, I feel like it would be hard for me to get into like shows like that. All right, Jeremy, I feel like this is a pretty like definitive list. That's just like all of the hobbies that you could possibly have. Right. Like there's nothing else. Exactly. Right. I, I don't think so. If somehow you do find, um, some like hobbies that you want us to like rate, I don't think you'll find any, but just like send us, uh, like a DM on Instagram or just like, a comment on one of our posts or something. Um, shout out, shout out the Instagram um, at Natty wonders, by the way, uh,
1: at Natty wonders. Uh,
0: <clears throat> anyway, anyway. Yeah. But yeah, just let us know if there's some more hobbies that you want us to rate, but Jeremy, thank you for the episode, bro. It's been an honor. Yeah. Thank you. This is always um, like the highlight of my week.
1: Oh, same here, bro. I, I thought this was a good episode, um, but we'll wrap it up for you um i've been jeremy crumbo and uh thank you so much bryant for joining me today and hope you come stick around next next week because uh we have another episode planned for you then uh remember always have a great day make sure to breathe while you're doing your sets especially if it's a really heavy set and have a great week have a good one see you bye bye Hey adventurer, looks like you made it to the end of this episode. Again, we're so grateful that you listened to this project of ours. And hey, if you enjoyed, why not share your favorite episode? It helps us out, and when you hit share, you will always roll a natural 20 on your first roll. And to spice up the deal, we'll even give you a nice juicy PR that you've always been dreaming of. Want to play a bigger part in the adventure? Follow us on Instagram at NattyWonders. Send us your best gym talk slanders, and we'll review them on the show. Have a great day.